Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Join us this week is David to talk about the win over Hibs at Hamden. We look ahead to the Scottish Cup final with Rangers, chat a little bit about European group stage football and we preview Dundee United on Sunday. How are we this week guys? <laughs> Very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Oh, I feel fucking tremendous, Ross. Ho, ho, ho. What a weekend, eh? How are you, Ross? How are you? I'm feeling great, actually, David. Yeah, 2 1. Really? Oh, that's good to hear, mate. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. good. It's like a car <laughs> should be feeling. Yeah. You, you know. sound a bit groggy, though. You do sound a bit groggy. Are you still a bit rough? Easy. I think, I think, I think you would. You have to be rough after this weekend, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. You do indeed. You do indeed. There was a few, a few rough voices on Sunday, wasn't there? Very much so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that Easter weekend. Eh? Oh, <laughs> I think, I think the long weekend saved us. I'd have been taking that Monday off, regardless. Yeah. So it was nice to get it for free. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you yeah. would have to take it off, David, after the, the, the sort of the way the stress you were feeling. June. Oh, didn't Didn't so I, I, I thought it couldn't get worse for those five minutes after the beaty penalty against Celtic, but my word, 45 minutes of that? No, never again. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, if, you, if there was a live reading on my blood pressure, it probably said I was clinically dead or something. Like I, I just was not, was not enjoying any minute of that. Yeah. Yeah. Your literal hands were on your head for about 40 minutes. It was. No, it ruined my hair. <laughs> oh, it, was, uh, it was ridiculous. Honestly, I was sweating. You think I did a 5k with the pits I had afterwards? Unbelievable, man. Honestly. Oh, worth it the way, Ross. Worth every second. Exactly. Well, we'll, we'll start talking about the game, obviously. 2 1 win, sending us to the Scottish Cup final, Gordon. Um, started very well. Goal from Ellis Sims. Um, what a goal it was to, to go 1 0 up. Yeah, it was a strike full of tremendous amount of quality. Uh, a man who was questioned by another one of our panellists uh, recently um, as doing nothing and misses sitters. Well, once again, he's silenced the haters. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a tremendous goal. And listen, he, he's a young man who's very raw, but you can see there's there's a lot of talent there. He's big, strong, um, very quick. And uh, that was a beautiful finish. It really was. There was so much power and precision in it that gave the goalkeeper absolutely no chance. And um I think an early goal in these types of games, they always set you on your way. I think they're always key. Because I think the longer that guy, we mentioned it last week, the longer it stayed kind of nil-nil, the edgier it would have become. And I think you've seen that even when we were winning 2-1. Um, so that, that goal settled everybody down. I thought um, I thought Hearts started okay. I didn't think they were particularly brilliant. I thought both teams were a little bit edgy, uh, as you would expect. Um, but, you know, that goal... I mean, and really, it, it came from Hibbs' own mistake, really. Um, you know, Barry Mackay picks the ball up from a, a short free kick and deep into Hibbs' own half. Ellis Sims finds the space and, and he hits it early and it's a beautiful goal. And, I mean, if you're looking at it from a Hibbs point of view, totally avoidable. But then again, um, it really sh- they should never have had the free kick in the first place because Sims was never offside. Um so I think, or was it Boyce? Well, anyway, it was definitely not offside, whoever it was, um, which led to the free kick. So, yeah, I mean, brilliant goal, set us on our way. And then obviously uh, Kingsley's magic uh, after it. But I think overall, I don't think it was a great performance from Hearts. But, um, but that goal was key, absolutely key. Yeah, we'll talk about Stephen Kingsley's goal as well, David. We didn't think, well, from where we were standing, we, we didn't... We thought it was a wee bit too far out for him. And, you know, a lot of people round of us, around about us questioned, you know, well, what are you doing, Hearts? You know, and then bang, oh. goal. <laughs> you see, a lot of people, Ross, you know, fine well who it is. It was one member of our party on Saturday who, as the short free kick was taken, said, oh, what are you doing, Hearts? What's this? And then bang, two seconds later, she's on the ground because it's slims. So, yeah, people just need to have a little bit of patience. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> when I was looking at it, because of Hamden, I'm never sure if it's 50 yards out or 15 yards out. Like, it's just this, the way the sight lines are and how far away you are from the pitch. 
Uh, but it did look like it was quite a bit out. And obviously from look, watching back, it, it's what, it's a good 35 yards or so. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I'm sure everyone's heard that they, it was something they planned, but obviously on the other side for, for Mackay to kind of swing it in uh, off the right instead of off the left-hand side. But I mean, oh, you, you, it's kind of getting this point where you shouldn't be surprised that he got this quality, but it's just the fact he can consistently do it. Um, and he's actually been unlucky probably not to get a couple more goals this season with some of the free kicks he's had. Um, it's a tremendous strike. I mean, <laughs> I'd love to know what it looked like if you were sitting in the south stand or, or that that side of the west stand, because, I mean, from our view for the Sims goal, you knew it was in straight away. I mean, the Kingsley one, it doesn't look like it's going in at all until it hits the back of it. It starts three or four yards maybe outside the post. And the bend he gets on it is absolutely tremendous. It's, it's, a, it's an unbelievable bit of technique. Um, I mean, we were just kind of waiting for the net to bulge and then as soon as the pandemonium broke loose, um, it was incredible. Uh, you are starting to run out of superlatives for this guy. I mean, what I'd be very, very surprised if he doesn't find himself getting called up for the Scotland squad very soon. Um, I think it's something that Steve Clark surely should be looking at because it's not like this performance is a one-off. He's been one of our consistent players this season. Um, but yeah, it's an unbelievable strike and, you know, two two real bits of quality um, to get us in the lead. And, you know, as Gordon said, I think it's, uh, I, I don't think we did play very well in that first half. We pressed high and, you know, we, we had little spells in possession, but I thought we were actually probably better out of possession than in possession. We, we kept our shape well, we pressed Hibs at the right times. Um, Sims made himself an absolute nuisance I think it was maybe about three or four times when, when Hibbs had the ball. And as soon as it kind of came into the arms of Craig Gordon, it was straight up to, you know, Sims's feet. I mean, the guy turned into... I mean, that, if that first touch was in all season, he'd probably bag another five or ten goals. Um, just everything stuck to him, brought Boyce and Mackay into play, who, to be fair, had quiet games. Um, but, yeah, I thought, you know, first half... As, we weren't great, but that game should have been out of sight. Uh, a, a frustrating way to concede a goal straight back after, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and then Boyce doing the exact same finish from two years ago, which still frustrates me. Um, <laughs> against him at Hamden. But yeah, you, you, two goals befitting of, of winning any semi-final, I'd say, Ross. And uh, thankfully, from our perspective, it turned out that way. It was, it was two bits of real quality, Gordon, that, that obviously put us into a 2-0 lead. Then we get pegged back to 2-1. Was that quite disappointing, conceding so early so early after scoring the second goal? Yeah, listen, goals change games. And, and I think that's... If you were summing the, 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 the entire match-up, I mean, you would say that Hearts won the game with two bits of quality. And that's, that, that, that's generally uh, what separated the two sides. Hibs, for me, were poor. I thought Hearts were, were, were just as poor, to be honest. Um, for me, the, the the Hibs goal. I mean, because I've heard absolute nonsense coming from certain uh, parts of the media, particularly those with, with green tainted spectacles on, saying that they somehow battered us and somehow that that the, they were incredibly unlucky and they were on top. It's it's complete drivel, and uh, it's just like uh, back in Easter Road when apparently they were on top and we got away with one. I mean, I don't know what these people people watch. I mean, it's incredible. Hibs, for me, have scored a goal in that first half that came out of of Hearts and particularly Toby Sibick, unfortunately, because, listen, I thought he was a little bit shaky um, in that first half, uh, but he settled into the game in the second. I thought he had a really good second half, actually. But the um, for me, the, the goal's totally avoidable. And um, I heard uh, Kevin Kyle talking about this, actually, and, and he said, just get rid of the ball. And that's what exactly we said about it. Just, just get rid of the ball. Either put it out for a throw-in, or even a corner, or give it back to your goalie and clear. I don't know why, why you're trying to shield the ball out from there, um, in in your own box, effectively. And uh, for me, Stevenson doesn't have to do a lot to win the ball back. Cuts it across. Cadden, obviously, the, the first shot I think is saved, um, and then obviously get it, it falls, fortunately, to his feet, and and he sticks it right back in in the net at the second glance. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating because I think if Hearts settled down five, ten minutes at 2-0, I think Hearts start playing a lot of football. They relax a lot more. And uh, and it could have been another 5-1, to be honest with you, uh, or another 4-0. I thought um, the way that, that Hibs were playing at that time, their heads are kind of went down similar to, to like they did at Tynecastle the week before. 
but that goal just gives them a bit of hope and 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 they go for it and and they didn't play any great football they didn't create loads of chances and everything about the the back burner they they had one chance in the second half that I can recall from a set piece that that Porteous got in the, the end of and Craig Gordon makes a a, a wonderful save um, a world class save as you would expect from him but that generally is about it you know they they had a couple of, I think they had a free kick that was well saved um but I mean, it was comfortable. You would expect even Joe Pereira to save that one. Um, so for, for me, I just don't think Hibs done anywhere near enough to to warrant any praise for their performance. I thought they were extremely poor. I thought Hearts, even though we're naturally nervous because it's your own team in a semi final and, uh, and 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 everything that the match meant to Hearts in terms of what what it would do for Europe and and getting themselves to a cup final. I thought. The, the, the weight of expectation was clearly in Hearts' shoulders and Hibs had nothing to lose. But but in saying that, the, there was still a tremendous gulf in quality between the two sides. And that's Hearts probably one of, probably their worst performance since Dundee uh, at home, to be honest with you. I, I don't think it wouldn't be fair to say that. Um, and Hearts still won the game quite comfortably, actually. Because, like I say, Hibs didn't pepper us. Even uh, when, when they went down to 10 men, yeah, they still had to go, as you would expect. They eventually had, I think, four strikers on at one point. And, and like I say, it was, I thought it was comfortable. You know, Gordon really has made the save from the free kick. But in terms of chances from open play, I think they, they, they had one, one shot from outside the box, which sailed well over the bar. They, they didn't create an awful lot. And I thought for a Hearts back four, and let's remember as well, it was a depleted Hearts side. You know, I mean, they've... They, Virtually the entire back four has, has been changed. Halkett obviously goes off injured. Kingsley goes off injured as well. You're still missing Suter there. Sibic, as I say, comes on. I, th- I thought first half he looked a bit shaky. Certainly at fault for the goal, but um, I thought second half he settled and I thought Taylor Moore done well as well um, when, when he actually came on. Um, you know, Halliday goes off injured as well. Um, I thought Devlin, when he came on, he made a, a big difference. His energy in the middle of the park was key. Um, so, like I say, it was all about just Hearts getting over the line, and I think you've seen um, the pressure on their shoulders. But listen, credit to the team. Although they didn't play well, they stood up and um, and they got over the line. And, and you've got to give them tremendous uh, credit for that because it would have been easy for them to to fold, I think. And and they stood up to it. And um, and you can't ask for much more, really. I mean, we 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 said plenty of times it didn't really matter about how they played or what even the score was, as long as Hearts were in the cup final. And that was group stage European football confirmed. And that's what they done. David, does the manager deserve enormous credit for the, the results of the last two weeks? Of course he does, Ross. I mean, he's, it was two results that were really key, I think, to not only how the season felt from a fan's perspective, um, but also just, you know, to, to kind of, um, I don't know, quash any... F- past feelings that fans had from six years ago um we we probably are ourselves and uh, well certain members of the podcast as well have voiced their concerns over Nielsen especially after you know not only 2016 but the the, the debacle of the championship season and the Scottish Cup exit and that so yeah he's he's, turned, he's, won, he's done wonders this season I don't think anyone can deny that no matter how bitter they are um, or, or how just, you know, their feelings towards Nielsen in general. The guy's done an incredible job. Um, obviously, recruitment's been massive this season, and that's clearly paid off. Um, it'll be interesting to see how next season goes, obviously, with, yes, A, a bigger budget, but then B, more games to play. You know, there's kind of, you've got two ends of the stick there to try and balance out. So it's definitely going to be interesting, but the guy's done done brilliantly. Um, you know, we've, we've criticised probably his big game record. That's probably been one of the big things for Nielsen. Um, it's, it's not been perfect, far far from it actually. Um, but these two derby wins in two weeks are are massive. Not not only for 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 Hearts, though, but for him. I think he knew that as well. I think he knew how important they were to to win any fans that hadn't been won over by this point, and to then bring them on his side. He, I mean, and you and as well, you seen the relief from him at the end. I mean, the, that those weren't celebrations just to get to the final. That was. That was relief, and that was proper get up, you yeah, uh, celebrations. Um, it was great to see. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's done brilliantly. I don't think anyone can deny that. And uh, it'd be now tremendous for him, and, and obviously for us as well. But I'm sure for him, from a selfish standpoint, he wants that cup final. Uh, when he wants that honour, he wants the medal, he wants the trophy. 
wants to put himself down as a Hearts legend, as a manager, as well as a player. Um, and 90 minutes away from doing that, and do you know what? We've got a chance. I don't. I think it's. Uh, I'm sure, we'll come on to to the final more later on, but <clears throat> certainly a different opposition to the last two. Um, and it just feel, feels like everything could well fall in our favour. Obviously, it might not, but um, yeah, it's something that's. Uh, I think from now till then, it's going to be plaguing every Hearts fan's mind and playing every scenario possible. But yeah, um, he's just got to manage the next six weeks, I think. Uh, it's easy to say from everyone from us, let's just play the kids in the league. But you, you've got to get some momentum coming into these games. Um, you're obviously hoping that Rangers pick up a couple of niggles along the way. Uh, maybe some serious niggles as well. It'd be nice. Um, hoping they do well in Europe, of course. Uh, I'm hoping we don't pick up any injuries. And by all accounts, it seems that the injuries that we did pick up in the final seem to be positive, more positive than initially anticipated. I think by the sounds of it, Halka will be touch and go. And I think I would be surprised if he were to play. Maybe it's one of those where he gets an injection or a lot of heavy strapping. It'll be interesting to see how this suitor scenario plays out, obviously with him going to the club we play in the final. Um, I'd like to think that that shouldn't be an issue. But you never know. Um, but yeah. Tremendous credit to to, to Robbie and Baxter staff and everything and everything and the, the squad and everything. It's been a brilliant season, um, and let's hope we can top it off with with a bit of silverware. Gordon, if Robbie does win this final, is are, are fans still going to complain about him? Why are you asking me that question? No, listen. <laughs> in all seriousness, right? I think uh, I think he's not. I mean. It's, it's the eye of the tiger, isn't it? You know, it's the, the comeback of all comebacks, and you've you, you've got to give the manager a tremendous amount of credit. And I, I was I was I was listening to a couple of our old podcasts from 2020, um, around about the time of the arbitration, and uh, and then obviously when he got kind of appointed out of the blue, and um, and we said at the time actually he was probably the right the right man for the job really because of, given his his kind of record the, the the last time, but his Achilles heel was the big games. It was the derbies, and and we said, you know, if he could kind of rectify them, really, he would be, he, you know, he put himself in a perfect position, and and credit to him, although there was a, a certainly a, more than a few hiccups last season, and even towards and even at started this season, uh, we were critical of, of some of the games, um, from to turn it around and and, um, the, those two those two wins against. Hibs are massive for him, and uh, and if he can lead Hearts to the cup, I mean, it, it, it absolutely is incredible. But um, I, I think that that the criticism of him has has been fair. I don't think we were ever unfair uh, towards him. I don't think anything that's ever been said about Nielsen um, and his track record. Because let's remember, you know, there has been some disgraceful results in his tenure. But I think now, hopefully, he's um, improved. Why well, certainly improved as a manager. Um, he's got a good backroom staff uh, behind him, as we've alluded to before, and um, and he seems to have have got kind of everyone playing his tune. And I think he's 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 certainly got a team that's that's his now. I think before when he was during his previous tenure, you know, there was a lot of influence from upstairs, i.e. Levine. Uh, obviously, he was in charge of the recruitment. I think the club's in a totally different place now. I think it's uh, it's it's got a real chance to move forward, and I think he realizes that. And listen, I like everything he says as well. He's an ambitious guy. Um, he certainly understands, I think, where the club can go. Um, he's not just sort of saying, "Well, we finished third. We're we're absolutely delighted. Next season, if we can get back into the top six again, we'll be pleased." He knows that's complete nonsense, and and he knows that there's a standard that's been set now, and and he wants to take the club on and and try and get to the, as close to the old firm as we can and see if he can add a couple of trophies to his tenure. And I think if he was to lift the Scottish Cup, it would be an incredible achievement uh, for him. But this, I think, should just be looked upon as, as the beginning, really, um, of of what hopefully will be a successful period in the club's history. And like I say in those previous podcasts, um, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but I said that this is where the football club needs to be. And I said, is, is he the man to take us there? I wasn't as sure at the time, but 
I said he had the potential and 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 credit to him. He's he's absolutely delivered it. Um now for me, I mean yeah, you just have to look at really the last 18 months and and where where the clubs went. Um relic well demotion. Um Brora Rangers, that cup final defeat to Celtic on penalties, heartache. And uh, to then come up and get ourselves to a Scottish Cup final, finish third, secure European group stage football. It just shows you how quickly things can turn around in football. And uh, and credit to him, credit to the players and credit to the football club, um, because that's all we want. You know, we all want success. We all know um, where hearts can go and how, and how big hearts can be. And, um, you know, because I hate when our own fans put the club down and, and talk about as if we're some sort of diddy club. Like, you know, I've heard people talking about Sims this week and, oh, we, we will be able to spend seven, eight figures on, on Ellis Sims and all this sort of stuff. And you think, you know, shut up. You know, we, we, we're a massive football club here. Um, I think we're a club that's going places. No one's expecting us to go and win double trebles and all this, all this sort of stuff. I mean, that's virtually impossible for, for a club our size, but we're still a big club in our own right that we should be getting to semi-finals and finals every year. We should be winning trophies, certainly uh, more than one every 10 years. Um, we should be trying to challenge uh, the, the, the top three. We should be getting within, you know, I certainly think, what are we at the moment, 18 points or something off the, the, the top. For me, it's got to be a lot closer than that. And I expect it to be next season. I expect it to be, no more than ten points with, with, with kind of within that that top period, and then the next again season you try and get that maybe down to five, and then you see where you are there. And uh, and he's right in what he says in terms of building the club slowly and and building each year. And I think that's when you look at all successful stories all over Europe where the underdogs triumph. I I'd like to call Madrid. Uh, Leicester City was a bit of a freak result, but you you could almost go back to the way Manchester City built um, built their team up. I'm not, I know they have millions and millions of pounds to, to throw at it, but really it was a project that that, that took time over years. Um certainly to, to get them competing with with the, the top clubs in that league. Like I say, you know, I mean even in Italy and things like that, I mean there's there's Inter Milan, for example, uh four or five years ago, you know, they, they couldn't even get in the Champions League places. Then they gradually built a team and and then they went won the Scudetto last season. So that that's ultimately what you've got to do, and and Atletico Madrid is obviously the big one, you know, competing against a Real Madrid and Barcelona, and I know Atletico Madrid are a bigger club than Hearts, of course, but they still share in the limelight with with two of the biggest clubs in the world, yet they still manage to go in and win La Liga. For me, I don't think it's it's totally impossible for Hearts to go in and do something similar, but again, Hearts are probably fighting against bigger odds because you're playing against two clubs with, you know, eight nine times the budget of you eight eight times a season, effectively. So, um, but I don't think it's impossible. And I think if, if Hearts were able to build a squad and if things go our, go our way, then why not? And I think at the moment, we've got a good squad. If we continue to add quality to it and we have a similar success ratio of uh, of players as we did last summer, then then we've got a really good chance. And uh, it's all about continuity. I think every time Hearts have had a successful season, certainly in my lifetime, the following summer, it's always kind of been ripped apart because there's always been issues off the park. I think now that the club's settled off the park, so it means that they've got a really good chance to go and attack it and, and become a success. And um, uh, we repeatedly said in our lockdown podcast that, that that was going to be the dream, that's going to be the aim. Well, now they've achieved it. Hopefully they can go and add silverweight to it, but in terms of where the actual club is domestically, they're back in, in third spot. As the third and far and away as the third best team in the country, they've got those group stage European football. If they can go and get Europa League, that takes them to even further heights. But even Conference League is, is certainly a good a good foundation to build upon. Um, and then they can go from there. And and I think uh, again, you know, there's so many different kind of scenarios that, that you can look at about where the club can go. Maybe four or five years from now, maybe they can win the league because. Who actually turned around and would have seen this that this turned around so quickly in eighteen months, apart from me? But if, if, if everyone else um, wouldn't have seen this one coming, you know, we we, we had people predicting us to finish tenth, um, saying that you know, Hearts Hearts would struggle to make the top six, and 
yeah, some of the performances last season were bleak, but there was still a decent Korea squad there. And I just think if you added quality to it like we did, players like Benny Beningame who have came in, brilliant. Cami Devlin, uh, excellent. Even Atkinson, he's, he's come in and, and I thought, you know, we definitely needed a right back. And um, first couple of games, I was thinking, mm, what have we got here? But he's settled in and he looks a real find again. And then obviously Sims coming up as well. Um, he was excellent at Blackpool last season. He's just signed a new deal at Everton. And when we pulled that one at the bag, I was I was delighted because I knew he would be a success up here. And, and I think he's scored, is it five goals now? For me, he probably should have 10 really. But again, he's, he's a young player that, I think hearts need to look at because these are the types of players that you can develop and, and will only get better. And if hearts can get, if there's even a sniff of hearts getting him on a permanent, I think this, I think it's a worthwhile investment because you've already seen what he's capable of. Um, if you nurture a player like that over the next three, four seasons, get a, get a decent amount of goals out of him, then you go on and, uh, and you sell him for a, a, a really good fee and that's ultimately how the club's got to build itself it's got to invest in young good players and and see what we can do for them and um, I think he fits all the characteristics of, of what you need in a striker in Scotland so the the, the club for me um, what they're doing off the park what Nielsen's doing on the park it's it's incredibly positive and uh, and let's hope that um, they'll continue to go from strength to strength and I, I firmly believe that they will We'll chat a wee bit about the final, the Rangers in the final, a repeat of the 1998 Scottish Cup final. David, have Hearts got nothing to lose going into this? We've secured European football, secured group stage football, Rangers fighting on, you know, for, for three competitions, potentially a Europa League final in between. Do Hearts have nothing to lose going into this final? I wouldn't say nothing to lose, because um, at the end of the day, we've lost the last two finals. Uh, and I don't really want to lose a third one. Um, I guess it's, there's less pressure um, than maybe there would have been had there not been the, the European football group stage um, being guaranteed and, and all that. But at the end of the day, it's a cup final. Um, we should be going there trying our best to win. We shouldn't be treating it as a, as a, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. We've got European football. Let's just go out there and have a go, see what happens. We should be going out there trying it unexpected. Um, to win as well. Um, so, because you know, at the end of the day, I, we've. I think we, we were delighted. I think I, I think I would be speaking for all Hearts fans that we were probably happy that Rangers won that 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 semi because not only does it mean that we actually face a different opposition and we didn't get beat off Celtic in a in another cup final <laughs> three in a row. Um, I think it's the opposition want because f- for the whole probably most of the season. Although our results against Rangers have have been pretty poor, and you know, a draw, uh, Ibrox joined on with a pump in, and then a two 0 defeat at Tynecastle, which I actually thought was harsh because I thought we played quite well that day. Um, but then you've also got to realise, you know, the circumstances that come with the Rangers going to a final, and they'll, I, I think they will get to the Europa League final, um, and I hope they do. Not for a Scottish coefficient standpoint, from a selfish standpoint, because I hope they're. They, they, they exert all their energy into that. Uh, and there's a lot of pressure on Rangers as well in that cup final because they've not won the Scottish Cup since 2009. You know, the, the four teams there, they, they've had the longest run without winning the Scottish Cup. So, you know, it's a, it's a difficult one for them. Um, there's no doubt about that, just as it will be for us because, you know, at the end of the day, Rangers still are a good team. Um, but I must say, I do fancy our chances, Ross. Um, I, th- I just think with a... I mean, I, I guess it does depend. If the league's maybe over before then and they're out of Europa League, then, then they rest players, they, they look forward to the cup final, they have a little bit more rest. But I think Rangers, Rangers will probably be trying to put all their eggs in the in the Europa League basket. Um, and to be fair, I don't blame them. Um, I think we've got a chance to recuperate, kind of get get the ideas together for the what is a massive game. Um, I'd, 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 I'd be... Very, very cautious in calling it a free hit. Yeah, okay, maybe after the game uh, on Saturday, I was probably going around. Doesn't matter about, and I'm sure there was other people saying that, you know, just glad we got through the semi. The semi was like a final in itself, but the day you're playing for silverware, you shouldn't be treating anything as a free hit. Um, so uh, it's a massive game, Ross, because as I, as I alluded to, you can't lose three cup finals in a row. Can that's Hibbs' behaviour? You know, we've got to be going out there 
and winning that cup. It's as simple as that. Well, yeah, four cup finals, I guess, but let's just not talk about the League Cup. Um, that's been more from memory. Three Scottish Cup finals in a row. Sorry, I should I should clarify. Um, that is Hibs' behaviour. Um, we should be going out there trying and, and, and expecting to win because we're a good team. You know, I think we've been unlucky against Rangers, especially the game at Tynecastle. Um, you're hoping all the all the the caveats that come in fall in our favour. Um, and you know, again, you'll probably have to get a little bit of luck as well. You know, referee appointment probably was the main one. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a game that I'm certainly looking forward to. Not because it's you know there's pressure off or anything, because it's a cup final and I want to win it. And I'm sure everyone else associated with Hearts is treated the same way. And I would think I think so as well. I don't think they'll be treating this uh, anything other than a, than something that is a, a game that is you know the biggest of the season by far, biggest for 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 a number of seasons. Um, you know, fans back at Hamden for the final, considering we missed the last one. Uh, and to top off what would be what's been on an already brilliant season, um, I, I think there's. There's only one way they're treating it, treating it with, with, the, with the respect the game deserves um, and the importance that it is. And uh, I'm going to say it now, Ross, it's coming home. Maybe. You've just jinxed it, David. Uh, may as well not. Yeah, well, it. Ross, I've got history of this. May as well keep it up. I know. I know. It's just like after I said the game on Saturday, it's just after I said to Gordon, oh, we need to get the cigars out, you know, 2 0. Bang, Nib Squad. Bang, I know. I think I turned around and told you, shut up. <laughs> he's both dead. Aye. Yeah, well, he deserved it. See, I, I'm just getting mine out six weeks in, in advance. I so everyone can forget. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, delete the podcast. Gordon, David has alluded to it being a massive, massive game for Hearts, especially as we've not won a trophy in 10 years. We have to go and try and win it, don't we? It isn't a free hit, is it? Anybody who says it's a free hit is an idiot. And they shouldn't be following this football club. Um, you know, you, you follow your football club to win trophies, not to just turn up and, and be a part of the big day out. Um, you know, like us, Rangers are missing some key players. Uh, Morelos has been a thorn in our side for a long, long time. Um, so him not playing is, is a bonus for us, I think. Um, yeah, listen, there's there's huge amount of pressure on Rangers because, like David said, they haven't won it since, what, 08 or 09 or whenever it was. Um Long, long time for a, a a football club of that size not to to go and win the Scottish Cup. Um, there's two sides of the coin, I think, for this. For for me, is one we're due a trophy, um, because of the late heartache we've had, because of everything that's went kind of against us. But I thought that in 2020, uh, and then you see what happened there. But that only kind of fuels my desire for Hearts going and win the cup now. Um, but then I look at it from, from the other side of the coin as Rangers will probably think that they're due the Scottish Cup um, and they have a very good record against us at Hamden. I believe they've never actually beaten them at Hamden. Um, so yeah, it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a tight game. I don't think it'll be a walkover for the other side. I know we they pumped us 5-0 um, and obviously beat us 2-0 early on at Tynecastle. Um, the first game was, it was a draw, but Rangers could have actually been out of sight. I think when they're on it, um, they can cause us problems. But I, I don't think we've. I mean, we played all right at, uh, in the game at Tynecastle. Um, you know, they they kind of surrendered possession and and let us have a lot of the ball, but we didn't really do too much with it. I think um, I think it'll be the polar opposite at hand, and I think they'll 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 want to have more of the ball and they'll want to kind of set the tempo. And I think Hearts will need to be ready for it. I think. There'll be there is less pressure naturally in Hearts anyway because I think like we, 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 we like I said there the, the the Hibs game you could see the expectation and the pressure on the players for everything that the, the match meant I think the Scottish Cup I think they can relax a little bit more obviously they'll still be competitive they'll still be up for it they'll they'll still have full concentration of course but I think um, it's not as much a free hit but it, I think there's slightly less pressure and maybe expectation on Hearts and that might suit the players a, a little bit better. But listen, they'll need to come up with a decent game plan. I don't want to see Hearts go and camp in their half and try and play for penalties. Um, I think they, they, they've got to be expansive but smart 
you know, Rangers have the ability to to tear you open with a couple of passes. Um, so we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what players we have available. Guide Beningami's not playing. I think that game would suit him. But if we can get Devlin and Haran fit and both the match fit and in, in, in that middle of the park, uh, even Halliday back in there as well. Um, keep Mackay fresh, ready. Um, I think he. I don't think he was. He was in the game enough, really, on on Saturday. I think we've got to come up with a way of making sure that he's the man that's pulling the strings, because when he does, that's when Hearts play. Um, Sims obviously, I think, can can cause them problems. I don't think he's really played against Rangers yet. Came on, I think, at halftime um, against them, maybe at Ibrox. But um, so, listen, I think there's a, a a real good opportunity for Hearts. I think the players will be up for it. And I, I'm sure they'll give their all, and um, I expect us to uh, to be competitive, and and hopefully it'll be enough for us to win the game. Um, hopefully Rangers will pick up a few more injuries. Um, you know, they've they've got a lot of matches, and, and it would be fantastic if they got to the Europa League final because I think it falls on the Wednesday before the Scottish Cup final. So, um, it would certainly be be a big one for us because I think we we also we'll, we'll play them at Tynecastle the week before. Um. He hoped that they have got a final to look forward to, and then maybe that 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 might mean that they they could potentially take their eye off the the ball a little bit. But they've still got a fabulous squad, full of top international players, and um, it'll be a tough game. So, but I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be a really good day. I think it'll be a good spectacle. Um, I expect Hearts to to go and give it a go, and uh, and who knows? And I think you need a bit of luck in Scotland and cup finals and. Um, Hopefully we'll we'll be able to get the wee rub of the green there and and take the trophy home because I think it would be it would be massive for the football club it'd be massive for the manager and the players and give them that taste hopefully to go on and and win more silverware in the years to come um I think we're due a league cup as well maybe get that in in the trophy cabinet and then we'll see what happens but um Hearts should be getting to finals you know that's three of the last four uh, Scottish Cup finals we'll be at and and I think it's um. I think we're due one. Absolutely, we've we've been close in the last two, and, and both of those games. Remember, we haven't had particularly great squads. Um, you know, one of one of them was with with a championship team. Um, well, you say championship team, but it was still a team that would would be competitive in the top flight. But um, you know, they played out probably one of the greatest ever Scottish Cup finals. Narrowly missed out on it um, on penalties. So I think they'll have that fuel in them. I've got boys in there who have never won trophies before, who who probably feel cheated a little bit. I.e. Mackay, Halliday played for Rangers and they never won anything. And I think these guys will I'll be looking at this as a huge opportunity. You know, Halkett and Kingsley, um, they they narrowly missed out on on the the Scottish Cup before. Craig Gordon, you know, he's he's won the 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 competition plenty of times, but never as a captain. So. I think they've all got their own wee individual kind of sparks to look look to, and I think that'll help them on the day. I think that'll fuel them. Like I don't think they'll go and freeze. I don't think they're that type of team. I think they'll go there with their game plan and and they'll give Rangers a game. Um, and we've seen Rangers a few times over the years, particularly with all of the same players. I know they they obviously won the title at Canter last season, but any time they have got to sort of cup finals or semi-finals they've, they tend to choke and um, you only have to look at the season when Hibs tore them apart so listen who 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 honestly knows what's going to happen on the day I think anything can happen I don't think it's a foregone conclusion Rangers will be the favourites naturally but I think Hearts should go there and and, and really fancy themselves and um, and hopefully we can uh, we can get in our famous day in May because by God we're due one before we preview Dundee United on Sunday, David, um, we're obviously either way buzzing for um, our European away days. Where we've got eight games, eight games guaranteed. Yeah, it's uh, it's tremendous, really. Um, I must say, I've had to dust off the passport, check it's still valid. Thankfully, it is. No need to buy another one or all that nonsense. Um, yeah, I've already booked the day off for the draw, whenever the hell that is. I'll uh, I'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> and uh, booking my flights on Skyscanner pronto. It's great, you know, it's something that I'm sure every club in Scotland bar the old firm has been, you know, it, 
sorry, it's it's something that I think every club, yeah, every every fan, every set of fan base uh, from from clubs outside the old firm have have wanted, you know, those those European days, you know, the big ones against clubs that you you, you never get the chance to face. Um, we now have the opportunity to do that. I'm sure the playoff tie would be against a big club. Um, I, I've seen some of the teams get thrown out. Obviously, we won't know this until the time of the draw, but you have the chance to play anyone from from Feyenoord to Wolfsburg to, to Red Star Belgrade and, and clubs like that. And, you know, those are huge established European clubs. Um, and, and worst comes to worst, we're in the conference, but you see some of the teams that were in the groups there, you know, Spurs, Roma, um, Bodo Glimt sent Celtic packing, and um, they're clearly a good side. A lot of good teams in the conference thing. It won't be as easy as a, I think it, it, we, we may expect it to be, should we get there, but I would expect us to win some games in that. And um, the playoffs massive, you know. I, I think I think as well from right in saying that the money between the, the Europa and the conference isn't massive. I think qualifying for the group stages is maybe a difference of about four or five hundred thousand euros. So, you know, it's it's not the be all and end all. Um, the Europa, obviously, the Europa League is more established. It's it's probably got better TV money. Um, but I know that you, you know UEFA really want to try and push this conference league, um, to make it as big as them. So, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that no matter what we're in, you know. It gives you that platform, absolutely. Um, but from a fan's perspective, obviously, you want the Europa because you want those bigger games. You want the bigger clubs. Um, you know, I, I, if we were in the Europa League group, I'm sure we'd get zero points. But my hell, we'd have some days, um, some away days for sure. And I'm sure Europe, European nights back at Tin Castle will be absolutely rocking. It'll be nice to have them against proper clubs and not duds like Infonet and, and you know, uh, Cara with eight thousand fans and. And booed off the park. Um, I'm sure there'll be differences this time around. That's for sure. Um, I'm sure I can speak for everyone. Where it's you know, it's just it's the excitement, it's the opportunity that you didn't think we were probably ever going to get. You know, it's, it's the way the kind of the plate, the the European places have landed this season, and um, with the coefficient and and obviously the the factoring in the fact that there is that new group, um, it gives you the extra places, uh, and that kind of. The, the 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 safety net of group stage no matter what is massive. Um certainly gonna be one that the bank balance isn't looking forward to. I can absolutely guarantee you of that, Ross. And the saving up is <laughs> it's had to already start start those uh, rounding up to a pound transactions <laughs> just just to get something. Um but massive. Uh really, really looking forward to it. Uh hopefully somewhere in, in August we get a little bit of sun. Could do, could do it to be tan, that's for sure. And try some nice, cheap, cheap European beers. That's what I'm really looking forward to, Ross. I know that Gordon and I can speak from experience that the, the Slovakians do a tremendous 85 cents beer. You know, something I'd definitely like to go back and try. Uh, anywhere, in, or, or even Poland. Oh, I'd love to, love to go there. But anywhere, absolutely anywhere, Ross. It's something that I'm, I'm relishing. Uh, just, as long as, just as long as we didn't get started on. That's all that matters. You know, don't want to go to one of these... Uh, one of these countries that, you know, the ultras are out for you. I can't be arsed with that. I'm just wanting to get pissed and have a good time, Ross. Hopefully get some wins. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure you'll agree with me, Ross. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I, it's just, you know, it's nice to get it up the hips as well because they're, they're properly spewing about it, you know, because they're going, oh, Europe, oh, Scottish Club, Europe, crap. Yeah, I mean, the qualifiers, it's crap. Group stage confirmed. Yum, yum. Uh, that's what I want. It'll be nice to see them spewing if we get a nice get three points in a group. That'd be lovely. Eh, hey, Ross. Um, yeah, buzzing, absolutely buzzing. I can't wait, and I'm sure, um, you know, the the the, the, the as as Gordon kind of mentioned before, you know, the the money that, that that comes with that and the revenue you get from European games, and and alluded to the comments that Nielsen said, you know, it sounds really smart, not spending it straight away, investing it for in the for the future uh, of the club. Not to you know spunk it on a three million pound player for them to be a hoodie, um, but what it does give you is it gives you that extra bit of clout um, to attract players in it and 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 offer higher wages, give them the, the the carrot of guaranteed group stage football should you finish third and and everything falls in your place. Um, so yeah, there's many factors as to why this is brilliant for the club and for the fans, but. From a selfish standpoint, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting my European away days. That is for sure, and I'm sure you are too. I hope you agree with me. Disagree, not going. Um, <laughs> Gordon, 
Disgrace. <laughs> Gordon, who are you wanting in the, the Europa League playoff? Are you wanting a big club so you can say you've been somewhere big or do you want someone small so we've got a better chance of qualifying? Where do we need big places? Uh, I've, I've been here. Listen, Ross, I'm a well-travelled I'm, I'm well man. What was it you said before? I'm not one to toot my own horn, is it? Oh, I'm Gordon. I've been everywhere. Shut up. Listen, will you just shut up? You're talking about me hogging the mic, Canel. This has been the David Campbell show the night. Oh, piss off! Um, no, Christ Almighty! He's still going. He's he's actually he's he's now clipping into my time. Get this guy out. He's he's learned from the best. He's learned from the best. Ken, every time you see that mute sign, just go away. I think. Oh, for fuck's sake! Here we go again. Two years on. Two years (laughs) on. Do us all a favor. Um. No, listen, I, I I want the most winnable tie, to be honest. I want hearts in the groups in the Europa League. Um, I think on Tynecastle under the lights. Who knows? You know, I think, what, what, why can't we get to the group stage of Europa League? Um, it's a two-legged fixture. I think anything can happen. We've seen, I mean, listen, look at St. Johnston going to Galatasaray, got a 1-1 draw. Um, I think if Hearts played a Galatasaray, certainly if Hearts, if this Hearts team played that Galatasaray team, I'd fancy Hearts. I would. Um, so who knows? You know, I, I don't think it necessarily, just because it's a, a, a big club and, and one you know well, um, there's no guarantees that, that you can't beat them. Um, there's some fabulous names in there. I think, you know, I think we mentioned Benfica and Wolfsburg and uh, I think Col- um, Cologne's another one, I think, who we could maybe potentially get. Um, Marseille, you know, I mean, they, these would be brilliant places to go. They, they, they really would. But I'd be quite happy to wait for the Europa League group stages to get some of them. Um, so for me, I think it's it, you want a winnable tie. Uh, we want a famous night under the lights, and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to get that. You know, I remember when we 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 played Braga, and we knocked them out over over two legs to get to to our last group stage. Um, a lot of people probably would have looked at that tie at the time and thought. Yeah, Hearts probably have not got much chance, but listen, we, we, we went through and, and hopefully we can do something similar because I think on our night at Tynecastle, we, we can beat anybody, providing, of course, we're allowed to play our games there. And, uh, and I really hope that'll be the case because I think Tynecastle will be rocking on uh, on a Thursday night. I really do. And I think it would, uh, it just takes a new fo- the, the football club to new heights, as we've repeatedly said. Um, it's just massive. And, uh, and, I, and I really can't wait now. Uh, I'll be going to the mall. I don't care where it is. I'm going. I've already told work that. Um, I said, listen, I'll be away with the hearts. And uh, you, know, you can bump and gripe all you want. I'm away. See you later. I've waited 15 years for this. And uh, and finally, we've, 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 we're, we're actually doing it. We're actually going. Um, all we need is a fifth wave of the, COVID, uh, the coronavirus pandemic to come along and ruin everything for us. But uh, that's maybe the cynic in me. I don't know. Um, yeah, lo- really looking forward to it. But as I said the most winnable tie is, is what you want in the playoffs, and then the group stages can take care of themselves after that. And um, I mean, if you if you recall, I think we only got three points the last time we were in in the groups, and that was obviously that famous win in Basel. But and Hearts could have actually still uh went through if they'd beat Fennis Farrells on that on that last I think maybe an point might have done us and we ended up uh, getting beat one 0 but doesn't matter, you know, people people look back to that campaign and, and those famous away days. Um even the Feyenoord game where we lost three 0 I think took what, three and a half thousand fans. Still well talked about. Obviously Bordeaux, you had the the, the that famous night the season before. So I think we've we've obviously had Liverpool and Spurs but Really, we've not had any kind of big away days and uh, big famous results that we can look back upon during our time following Hearts. I know we obviously we've got the draw at Anfield and we've got the draw at Spurs, but you know, winning games in a European group stage uh, and and getting that famous result uh, would really cap it off for us because we've invested. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin to. Count the amount of money we've we've pumped pumped into following Hearts week in and week out, and it's not as if we are these these casual fans. We go every week, and we, we have done all our adult lives. Um, and I think this is this will be a season for us. I think a wee reward 
for uh, for all the time. Because listen, we don't support Celtic Rangers. We we don't support teams that play in Europe every year. Listen, I'd love for the football club to become one of these clubs that play these uh, these games every year. But I think you've got to maybe take it with a pinch of salt and and go into it with the mindset that it might be another fifteen years before you get something like this again. So. Um, I'm going to grasp it with both hands and, and I really can't wait and I think everybody else will be the exact same Looking ahead to Dundee United on Sunday, David um, is this a chance to, to play some more fringe players? Well I think probably with a couple of knocks we got from the semi-final I would imagine maybe a, uh, there'll be a few fringe players in there anyway, I would probably think maybe a, a few of the boys that were on the bench for the, the game against County you know, Mackenzie Kirk probably being one of them would uh, probably see himself um, in the fray at some point in the game uh, on Sunday. Um, clearly, I think we're going to be starting with uh, Moore and Sibic as our, our centre-halves. I imagine we definitely wouldn't be risking um, Kingsley, given his, probably his previous injury record and just in general. can never be too sure with these, uh, these kind of wee knocks and niggles that players pick up. Um, yeah, it'll be, though I imagine there'll be a few changes. Um, I wouldn't imagine it'll be all 11 and I don't think we'll be playing the under 18s because um, at the end of the day, as I mentioned previously, you do want to have some sort of momentum. You want to keep winning games. You want that feel-good factor. You can't lose that winning feeling. Um, you know, as we remember back in the Levine days when uh, in 2019, when we got to the cup final, I think we lost every split game <laughs> up until that point. So, and I know we didn't really care. We'd mentally checked out in that season, especially in the league anyway, up until the cup final. You can't beat that feeling of winning. So I, I, I don't doubt for a second that we'll go there playing a team that Nielsen feels good enough to win. Um, but yeah, it probably does give you the opportunity to play some of these uh, these different, uh, some of the players that maybe don't get a chance um, from time to time. I especially would imagine players like a Mac and F will definitely be starting on Saturday. It'll be interesting. I'm kind of interested to see what the lineup will be um, come come Sunday, sorry. Um but yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I don't really know why I'm going Sunday at three. It's a terrible kickoff time. Um, but we're getting drived up, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I'll be buying a concession ticket as well. It's, it's certainly something to, not in the shed though, which is a bit annoying. You know, have to be put up in that wee side stand. Uh, but yeah, I, I certainly think it'll be an interesting lineup. But I still, I still uh, fancy us to go there and win. So I don't like Dungeon United are very good. And I actually think that's something next season will be interesting is how the, the rest of the, the league kind of improves or, or maybe regresses. Because I must say it's been, a, apart from Hearts, I mean, the rest of the teams have been pretty woeful. Um, and I can't imagine that will be the, 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 the case next season. I would imagine another team would, would challenge us a little bit more for, for third. Um, but hopefully that, at the same time, we're challenging for second. But listen, that's, that's you know, months, months down the line. But, I don't think Dungeon United are, are that good a team. Um, I still think with a few changes, I still think we'll have a squad that's good enough to go there and, and get three points. Um, I'm sure a lot of Hearts fans probably don't care what the result is, and, and that's fair enough. Because um, at the end of the day, there is bigger fish to fry in six weeks' time. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still want to see your team win, especially if you're going, which unfortunately I am. So, yeah, I... Uh, I still expect us to get three points, um, Ross, and, and I, I think, well, I hope, I hope, oh, sorry, we say get three points. I, actually, nah, I do think we'll get three points on, on Sunday. Um, obviously not the end of the world if we don't. But yeah, I still do think we'll, we'll, we'll bring home a W. Gordon, do you share David's optimism going into the game against Dundee United? Nah, 3-0 Dundee United. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good chance to experiment, maybe try some new shapes and uh, maybe bleed a couple of youngsters into the team, give guys who um, who ultimately haven't had a lot of game time recently, Ginelli, Woodburn, um, these types of guys, the platform to go on and, and show it, show us what you can do, really. Um, there's, maybe, there's probably less pressure on them now. Um, you know, they should maybe be looking at this as, as a real opportunity to try and stake a claim for... Um, a cup final place, you know, if one of them was to go on a goal scoring run from now until the end of the season, they might find themselves in in, in the squad for the cup final. Um, Woodburn's been a massive flop. He's not done nearly enough this season. And uh, so I think I, I would like to be 
be proven wrong and, and see him get a wee run of games and see what can happen. Um, yeah, I, I think GMS as well. I'd like to see him get a few more goals. Um, yeah, I think I think there's a few of them in there. And guys like Taylor Moore and Civic as well, I'll be saying to themselves, listen, Halkett um, might be a doubt. So there could be a, a, a cup final place available for one of us. So we'll, we'll have to play at our peak. Um Maybe Craig, give Craig Gordon a wee break. Give Ross Stewart a couple of a couple of games as well. Um, you know, I know he's quite crap, but at least give the give the guy a couple of games. Um, try to think who else. I mean, Michael Smith. We'll probably see him. I think not not necessarily this weekend, but I think we'll we'll start to see him get a couple of games as he steps up. Maybe his match fitness ahead of the final. Uh, be interesting. I mean, his experience will will be key. Um, again, you know, you've you've got you've got the midfielders as well who can come into the the team. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of them out on loan. This would have been an ideal scenario for some of them to play. But um, as as David mentioned, you have young Kirk in there as well, who I think will be expected to to get some game time. So yeah, I, I think I think it's 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 very rare that, that you go in at this time of the season with. I don't want to say nothing to play for because you've naturally got to remain professional because there's teams going for league titles, there's teams going for European spots. So every game that, although it won't matter to us, but it, it does matter to the rest of the league. And I think we, we do owe our responsibility to be competitive. We can't just go into every game and roll over. And I expect us to, to go in and try and get a result on on Sunday. Um Whether we do or not, I think maybe up to Dundee United really because I think they're the ones that need to win the game and they haven't beaten us this season. Um, I, I would be surprised if Hearts got anything from the game on Sunday. And it's not because Hearts are, are, are you know, rubbish or, or Dundee United are so much better than Hearts or anything like that. I just think that it's a game United badly need to win. They're at home and against the Hearts team with not really a, a tremendous amount of motivation. Um, so I, I I would expect United. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I just I just think Dundee United will win the game. I think they've they've got too much riding on it. Um, on on Sunday, it's a home game. It's one that they'll see uh, as an advantage against them, their their rivals for that kind of fourth spot. And I, and I think out of all the teams this season, they've they've been the most consistent in terms of. Always kind of been fourth. Um, I think Ross County have had a fabulous season, and it would be a, a real fairy tale story if they could do it and go and get fourth. I certainly hope they they beat Motherwell to to one of the European spots anyway, because um, I think they've been shite this season, Motherwell. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous that even in top six, actually, I thought they uh, they stole it for Livingston, who I thought would have deserved it ahead of them. But um, but either way, it's going to be an exciting run, uh, exciting end of the season for these teams. Obviously, we're just counting down to the cup final, but I think I would fancy it to be a decent enough atmosphere at Tannadice on Sunday. Um, maybe not from our end. I think most people probably can really be arsed, but um, third trip to Tannadice this season. I mean, that's the problem with the league, eh? I mean, why are we going to the same place for the third time in the domestic league campaign? It's just ridiculous. I mean, I know you're supposed to have a certain quota of home matches and all this shite, but it's just a joke. It really is. Shambles early. Um, bye. But we'll, I'll, I'll be going. We'll be going. Um, don't know why, but we'll go. I've been every away this season that we could possibly go to. Um, so I, I think Mother, I doubt I'll get to Motherwell. We'll be in midweek. Um, but yeah. Pish. Predictions then, both of you before we head off. Mm, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for 1 0 to Dundee United. I'll say 2 uh, 1 hearts. Why not? Let's live on the wild side. No, it's not going to happen. Shut up. You're, you're going. You're going. <laughs> you got a, you got a terrible away record. First, you know, I'm beating Terrace. I think it'll be one-one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Still a beating. 
halfway. I mean, just just final word. How good was the heart support? On, oh, uh, brilliant! I bet. I bet. Remember, Gordon, we didn't win the singing trophy, so by the way, also, I just I just want to mention something here. That's complete delusion because I I seen some um heavy put because they were they were in the heavy end and, and they had said that uh ah uh, you know we outsung the the. The jambos. I was like, no, Hamden is that much of a soulless pit that will delude you into believing that you somehow outsung us. I never heard the Hibs fans. The, the only time I heard the Hibs fans sing was when Halkett was going off injured. That's generally the only time I heard them like properly pipe up and sing. Um, so I, I just think that's what Hamden does to you. It makes you believe that somehow you outsung us. Nonsense. Um, well, they, uh, one of them had a pop at our, our wee display. And I said, well, listen, if you sold your allocation, you'd have had one too. Have you seen, I'm sorry, you have, you seen, have you seen their displays over I know. the years? Remember the 2012 Cup final one? Oh, dude. I mean, come I, on. I, was, that meant, was, that, was that meant to be a sunshine on leaf? Oh, because dude. whatever it was, it looked, like a, it looked like a fried egg yeah. on a bit of grass. Yeah. It yeah. did, eh? Then they had a display through the whole game. They had like half a salt tire. Oh, oh that, hey. that was impressive. That was impressive, I have to say. And credit to them, they made a lot of. Uh, I didn't, didn't realize. Yeah. Didn't realize there was still limited capacity because of the COVID. I mean, by the way, that. I mean, really, really though, that properly. Puts it's pathetic. I mean, okay. they've, they've been disgracing our derby for years and not selling out their home ground and all that. Can we big empty seats? I mean, these these kid on artists try to make can they come out with, with slogans? This is our city and all that. They're they're the most delusional diddies there is. And uh, and they need to know their place, and they've been well and truly put back in it. And uh, I uh, hopefully they hopefully go do next season. I think this is kind of I think this is confirmed to me that they're probably the only the fifth biggest club in in Scotland now. I don't even think they're fourth. I think Aberdeen are bigger than them. They do a better away support than fucking Hibs. They're a tiny club and all. Oh, well, they're, um, all they're all diddies, to be fair. But listen, it's just the fact that they go on about how big they are. I mean. Obviously, we've all read the stat that came out on Twitter yesterday that we've won more derbies at Easter Road in the past 40 years than they have. Well, we've won more derbies full stop. I know in general. I know in general. Um, mm. so they do have a cheek. Um, you know, people in class houses and all that. But tin pot club, tin pot fan base, tin pot results, tin pot. All right. Tin pot indeed. It's coming home. That's a good place to end the show. Thank you both for joining mm-hmm. this week. And yeah, hopefully we get a win over Dundee United on Sunday. Till next week. Goodbye.